We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Hi, ho Camper Joes and Jills, or whatever you like to call yourselves. Welcome back from the abyss. It's been too long, people. It's been approximately 22 hours and since you've heard our voices through your ear holes. And just to introduce our voices once again, my name is Lindsay Brown, and across the glass from me... Adrian Hernandez. And we are the Playmakers, and um, we're happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. No, of course, and I just want to say as we start off the show, Lindsay, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. Wow. Deep dive with the Kyrie bars. To so, start out the show. Yeah, I just want to get everybody hyped like people did back in like the French Revolution. Yeah. The type of energy I'm trying to bring to the show today. That's the quote you would use to represent the French Revolution? <laughs> Apparently, that's what people on Twitter were saying. Like, really? Kyrie, you're really making this sound very noble to accept $37 million yeah. to do your job. I would say that's probably he's on the, the eating cake side then, right? <laughs> if you're opting into a contract such as that, I don't know if you're part of the revolution there because you're buying into the wealth. It, it is apparently how you view it. There's always two sides to everything, right? That's true. That is very true, especially if there's a reflection in the guillotine. That's straight up from the French Revolution. But we're not here to talk about the French Revolution or... I mean, the one that we're kind of in the midst uh, as Americans here, but we are here to talk about the sports and the other things. Mostly other things because the sports time this year, you know, it's it's a little light. You got a month to binge whatever you want to watch, people. Yeah. I didn't even watch TV last night. Is that weird? I had the really? intention to, but I, like, didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we're, we're a couple days removed from the NHL season. Like, now, Lindsay? Yeah. It's time for – and I know gold, uh, the Golden Knights that make the playoffs, but now it is truly – Time to relax. Detox. I know you, you started the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, it's been a few days since I revisited that because I was having nightmares last week. And so um, that's what happens when you get off the ganja, that the dreams and the nightmares come back. And oh. so I, I have to be careful about what I'm putting in my brain before I go night-night. Yeah, see, to me, I was I was got a little teary-eyed over some wrestlers last Did night. Did you? Got super emotional. Why? Well, we talked about this earlier uh, before the show, but yesterday was John Cena's 20-year oh, right. anniversary of when he first wrestled in the WWE. So they did. He he was back. He made time for wrestling fans again because he's a superstar beyond everything now. What has he done since Trainwreck? That's been his best film. Trainwreck, uh, the, the, uh, not the Justice League. What is the the Suicide Squad movie oh, that's with right. Idris Elba, which then he got Pete, his character Peacemaker, got his own show of course on HBO that's been super fire. 
Uh, he's Super done fire. TBS. He's done like one of those like game show, yeah. like Wipeout. And like That's every true. commercial, he's in every commercial, even just the voice for like these car commercials and everything. It's actually kind of insane because I never thought anyone would hit the spectrum of The Rock in terms of like this dude could legitimately run for president if he wants to. Yeah. But John Cena is like right there and he's, he's younger. He's blueprint. And he's younger and he has years and arguably. Yeah, The Rock took like a break for a while because he did like what, the pacifier? <laughs> and then it took a few years for everybody to say like, let's do Jumanji with this guy. Let's do and it. Is- was him and Kevin Hart basically started teaming. When, Hart, when Kevin Hart really took off, he's best friends with The Rock. And so it just kind of seemed like both of their careers just went to a different stratosphere. Did, did the Scorpion King do anything for you? Uh, no. When you were younger? No, I'm I'm not a Scorpion King gal. I do want to say something here as we start the show. Hold on. With 16 WWE titles and a legacy and a career that spans over 10, 15 years of being in the WWE day in and day out, I'm saying it right now, Lindsey Brown, John Cena is the greatest wrestler of all time. Wow. Before our boss, big man Mark, runs in here and yells at me, look, Stone Cold was five or six years. He had a neck injury. Mm-hmm. The Rock, seven years, and then he went to Hollywood and dipped. Yeah. John Cena was there for 15 years. Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, The Undertaker, Triple H, Roman Reigns, like all these great women, all the well, he hasn't he never fought any any women that he wrestled with. Women can't be the greatest of all time. They can be. Charlotte Flair is coming up. She's going to she's going to have more titles than her dad. Straight up. Sasha Banks. Shout out to her, too. But John Cena, the greatest of all time. I'm glad I got that off of my chest. Now you can go home. Now we can truly get into it. (laughs) Lindsay, I'm out of here. The opinion that needed to be brought has been brought in. I was <laughs> kind of. And seen. Well, the thing that made me disappointed is, you know, the WWE is invading Vegas this weekend for their big show, Money Did in the Bank. Did they leave? No. I feel well, like they haven't left. Remember, there's two companies now. because I know, but, the, but they were here during their weekend, too, trying to sell stuff as well. And yeah. so it's just like, they should just open up an office. Honestly, well, they'll be here at MGM Grand Garden Arena for Money in the Bank. And with John Cena returning... And their big summer event, which is SummerSlam, I was hoping. I was there last year. Facts. I was hoping that they were teasing something that might have him, John Cena, be here on Saturday. But unfortunately, he came out and he said, I love you guys. I don't know when I'm going to be back, but I'll be back. I just don't know when. Very emotional. He's been like overseas shooting a movie because I know like. A lot of people in the WWE, but I know that John Cena kind of is in a class of its own, in, of his own in philanthropy with meeting with fans and stuff. I think he flew, he was like shooting something in London and he flew somewhere else to meet up with a Ukrainian refugee. Wow. Um, uh, a young man with the special needs. And it was just like a huge thing, translator, all Whoa. that stuff. And it was just amazing. Well, he, he has the world record for most mm-hmm. wishes granted for yeah. make a wish. So yeah. like, that's a big thing. He even, he hinted on that too. And he always points at the kids and everything. So absolutely. That's why I don't have any problem with John Cena. I really don't have a problem with wrestling that outside of, uh, of some of the insidious stuff that we know that's going on behind the scenes and what, and whatnot. But, uh, those are heroes to a lot of people.
And so, you know, you got to respect it. You got to respect the hustle. You got to respect the grind. And you got to respect the fact that you can't see him most of the time, right? I thought you were about to do the hustle loyalty and respect that John Cena does when you said hustle. And no, I was like, wait a minute. I'm not that in tune, <laughs> even though <laughs> I, I, I still have my SummerSlam um, program up here in the window in the studio. To, and Cena's on the cover of it with uh, Roman Reigns. And so well, we are at least insiders. I've seen it. Like, well, I, expert alpha and me and then like a distant zeta not even a bait i'm just kidding <laughs> it's like we're opposites when it comes to hockey we flip yeah exactly exactly we just got to stick to what we know and what we know best and i'll tell you what um it was probably gosh when do we start talking to trista crick probably last october november i'm guessing because we had Quentin Mayo, her other co-host on Bad MGM tonight, on for a little bit, but then it switched. And I love them both, but uh, we had an excellent conversation with Trista Crick just a couple of hours ago. We're going to play that for you next segment. Um, plenty of laughs around the way, as well as her most, what did I say, worthless purchase that she's ever done? Yeah. Yeah. And just so, like the, the thing that, like, why did you buy this in yes, hindsight now yes. that it's in your house? And you can absolutely uh, get in on that fun. We'll, we'll, we will be the central, like, should we should we be like a store or our own personal marketplace where people bring their unwanted things and we'll sell them over no, the air? Let's do it. Seriously. And, and, and we're going to take, like, a, a 35% cut? Yeah, 35 That's a deep, what a, what a great number. I, you know, I, I was going to go 50-50, but at the same time, it's their stuff. I know that we're not bawling mm-hmm. over here and we do this because we love it. Mm-hmm. But one of our coworkers, Heather Collins, yeah, who, who's on radio Mix. Yeah, on Mix 94.1, you know, she posted that Target has three different type of water guns. One's a basic one for 11 bucks. Yeah. One's a, a medium sized one for 30. But then it's the full on machine, like a windblower. Yeah. Air blower. It's three hundred bucks, and I want to buy a it so three? bad because it's all it's so it's can we all put the that bubbles. on the company card. Can we? I feel like we can. For Have the we show? been issued yet? I fe- just you know for 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 work. That's what we're doing. We can throw in the it's, We're researchers. We have to see the trajectory. It could be just like MythBusters, but funner. We could like do watch parties for the aces with the with the with the bubble machine, and Facts. Like, that could be for the kids. Facts. We had a lava lamp. I love lava lamps. Oh my god! I was obsessed with lava lamps back in the day. Never owned one. What? Never. I'm going to have to get that one for you. They were uh, for always your birthday. At January 8th, right? Not July, July 8th. 8th. It was this month, next month, whatever. It's a J. <laughs> Sports. J, J is on my feet. J is on my feet. Welcome to Playmakers. Um, Trista Crick, Aces back on track. That basically takes care of our first hour and our second hour when we're talking about getting over your exes. Oh, Adrian has a question for Lindsay Needs Advice. <laughs> Two Americas, which is our uh, exercise in exploring the spectrum of intersectionality that we have here between our two personalities and then collector's paradise because I was looking for hiking boots this weekend and let's just say I picked up a few stragglers along the way in addition to some new hiking boots so now my toes will be protected again okay now I'm hyped I'm ready for that oh yeah it's an absolute circus of what proportion I do not know but we always start our show with the open it's time for the can opener all right so, as you mentioned, Adrian, the Stanley Cup final, two days passed now. I'm sure none of those guys have been sober since then, those guys being the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche, although I'm sure that there is some drunken sorrows going on for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But what happens after these teams get eliminated or after the season ends is that we get the the 4-1-1 on just what these guys are dealing with injury-wise. And I titled the can opener today, The Internal Conflict of Sacrifice, because this is a game that I grew up in, and so I know that there comes with a little bit of bias, there comes with a little bit of indoctrination probably, 
But as I get older and I see what these guys play through, I'm just like, man, we're doing that for the glory. I get it. It's the cup because it's the cup. It's just like I I really – it's tough because you know that these guys are playing through a lot of pain and there's really only a limited amount of ways that we can make pain go away. And we know about consequences. We know about the opioid pan, uh, pandemic in this country. Um, and a lot of guys in the past have talked about what – has resulted in their life in their post career from them playing through some of the, the injuries that we're hearing about. As I said, the abs are too busy celebrating, but we know like Nazem Kadri was dealing with a surgically repaired thumb that was supposed to take six weeks to heal. He did it in two, and that and Darcy uh, Kemper, Darcy too. Kemper, absolutely took a took a skate blade to the eye or a stick blade to the eye, and thank God he he's not blind. Um, but in terms of the Tampa Bay Lightning, just to kind of go through this this uh, tweet from Chris K- Kren here. Per the GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Julian Brisbois, pierre Edouard Belmar had a meniscus injury starting in the playoffs. Those suck. I've had a partially tear- torn meniscus before, and they're super painful. It's like this little flap on the top uh, inside of your knee that really is supposed to like operate as a buffer between your your bones, and that usually you can get it taken out, and then you're yeah. good in like four weeks. But then it's bone on bone for the rest of your life. So that had to be incredibly painful. Anthony Sorelli, who I know uh, injured his shoulder in versus the New York Rangers. He had a shoulder and AC joint sprain versus the Rangers. And then dislocated his other shoulder. It's insanity. <laughs> against Colorado. And he wasn't taking face-offs for a while for the oh back half boy. of that series. Kucherov had an MCL sprain versus Colorado. We saw that him get run into. And I was surprised that his knee wasn't shredded. Um, Nick Paul had a shoulder and AC joint sprain versus the Rangers and an MCL sprain against the Colorado Avalanche. Those AC joint, man, like that's more indicative of the guys' side because girls, we don't have checking yet unless you play in Europe. And just the when you get crunched up against the boards and like shrugged up with the momentum, even in college, just hearing how many injuries these guys have had and how easy it is for it to like slide out of the socket once you've let it go a couple of times sucks. You explaining all these injuries that the Lightning had makes me feel like such a wuss because the inconvenience in my life oh, right? that I have you when I sleep shower? on one of my shoulders <laughs> right? and I wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh, geez, I got to do a show. Now I push buttons. I push buttons. I right? really need this to be okay. I remember getting my ears pierced my freshman year at Ohio State and I got like two cartilage piercings at the same time. And I had Badass to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know me. And I had to like sleep with my hands cupped around my ears for a few days because they were just so sore. Anyways, Corey Perry was also playing with the shoulder and AC joints range from the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Braden Point. Now this guy is a warrior, and I could tell after he, he posted got, the picture, in, right? In first, well, yeah, in the first round he got hit, and it was a significant quad tear, and he was he was rehabbing and tried to come back for the beginning of this series. I'm just like, I don't know how this guy is skating. I really don't. And the fact that he tried to play on a quad tear is just like, dude, well, so not like, that's one of the most painful things I've been told. Well, pardon my ignorance, but wasn't there some, a hockey player like in the Stanley cup final that was essentially like skating and being out there and playing on a broken leg. Yes. That was the Boston Bruins player. Yeah. Yeah, Back. I think it's Greg Campbell. And he he blocked the shot and he, well, he was far away. He was far away from the bench too, but he just kept going because that's what you do. And like, that's the culture that, that it is and what makes it toxic, but also makes it such a tight knit community because of what these guys are willing to put on the line for each other and to endure alongside one another. It really creates this, this camaraderie that I can't really describe. Ryan McDonough had a mangled finger from the block versus the New York Rangers. 
<laughs> Something's mangled. Mangled. <laughs> yes, go out it there. It literally combusted. <laughs> go out there and skate on swords, buddy. It, yeah, ex- literally. They said, to be honest, every player in this roster had multiple contusions. They said if it was in the regular season, they would have had half of their minor league lineup up there. But John Cooper says, what they put themselves through, it's mind-boggling. We would have had, yeah, literally what I just said. Um, and it's just... It's such a conflicting place to be because I respect the hell out of it and that the blocking of the shots and, and, and what it truly takes. Like, I've been in those locker rooms. I've been in the situations where, say, I've got, like, a concussion and I want to rush back because I want to be there for my teammates. But also, it's mostly because for selfish reasons, it may, my ego is telling me you're not worthy without being on the being available. Like, they're moving on without you. Like, there's so many different mental games that go through your head when you're injured, let alone – when it's an injury that you can't really see on your person. Like, and that's it a little surrounds bit you, the exactly. attitude of win at all costs. Exactly, exactly. And I, no other sport, I really think, is like this. Well, I, I, it I always does. cite the Paul Pierce getting like carried off the court. Because he needed to poop? Because yeah, he pooped his pants? Yeah, literally pooped his pants. Yeah, he He's literally like, pooped his pants. Love. Yeah, and And I'm conflicted because... On one end, you he know, his pants. <laughs> no, you really, you really did. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I feel like I, I'm a, a perfect example for this question from one perspective as being a Cleveland fan. You know, the rumors and what everyone says is when LeBron leaves your team, he leaves your team decimated. And to me, to experience actually winning a championship with LeBron on my team, I'm like, that's worth it at yeah. all costs. I don't care if we're going to be terrible for five, six, seven years. The whole purpose of why we do this and why we're fans is because we want to win a championship. Mm -hmm. But this is different because this isn't about retooling or rebuilding a team. This is about literally your life. And whether you know it or not, when you're in the middle of it, you're obviously not thinking about it. But your life continues after you're done playing. Right. So it's one of those things of it's a give or take and what you want to risk. And hopefully it's worth it because I know the highs of – the feeling of at, at 4.59 when we're off air officially and we just had a kick-ass show mm-hmm. is a is a different euphoria. But so is watching my son do something, whatever the case may be, is a different euphoria. And it's all how you, how you judge that. And mm-hmm. I've just – I know you got a pension if you play long enough in these leagues, but it's just one of those things. It's a catch-22 of how much you're willing to put to win. And the other thing, too, is that – just like you, you've been playing since you were little. Mm-hmm. This has been your life. And basically, winning a championship is a culmination of all this effort you put in your entire life of wanting this one thing. Mm-hmm. And then telling you, yeah, yeah, but that doesn't, there's still 30 years, 40 years, hopefully, after you're done playing to live. And then there's the injury part of it. And then there's the development part of it, too. Because, I mean, if you have a catastrophic injury, say you, like, break something when you get older, it gets cold out, oh, it hurts. Like, I can tell the weather's a change and that, that type of stuff. But then I think about it all the time. And what makes me nervous is that, like, goaltending is not a natural position for our bodies to play what we have to contort our lower bodies to, but especially for women with how our, our hips are set. And I'm like – What's it going to be like in 20, 30 years, if I'm lucky enough to still be here, of just existing, of just like what, what, how much arthritis am I going to have? What, how is that overdevelopment going to impact how I age? Because our bodies change and how we built them impacts the way the foundation will stand or not. And so hockey, it is not for the faint of heart. 
and we're not even talking about any of the lacerations. God knows how many teeth were lost, how many high sticking things. Like that's just you know beauty stuff. Well, I I literally got yelled at going back to wrestling. I posted in the playbook and, and you clicked on it. Yeah, this picture. Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes. Cody Rhodes last month uh, at Hell in the Cell, the pay per view, wrestled a match um, inside Hell in the Cell, which means there's weapons. You're jumping off of <laughs> you're jumping off of things. There's kendo sticks. There's chairs. No matter how much of a performance it is, he hit. wrestled with a torn peck. And this to me, bruise. everyone was immediately like, first off, that's the image of the year yeah. because that's insane because that's not a regular thing that's happened. The crowd, when he took off his jacket, everyone was shocked. And he'll be a legend forever for that moment, for that clip, for that mm-hmm. match. But in wrestling, when these stats and wins and losses, it doesn't necessarily matter. This no. is all a part of a show. It's like I said, I don't feel like that's worth it because if he seriously gets injured or let's just say he tears it. So now he's out three, four, five, six months more. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things where I'm like, look, I get it. And you have bigger cojones than I ever will to be able to do that and be out there for 30 minutes with everything that happened. Yeah. It was absolutely it's it's stuff of legend. But was it worth it? Yeah. And also sends kind of a disturbing message to people who are younger and stuff. It's just like it's uh, everything is loaded. Everything has yeah. a, has a good and a bad side to it, and it's like at the end of the day, we're animals that have, have had to like scratch and claw to survive, and so eventually we're gonna uh, gamify it, and we're gonna find ourselves with the same types of injuries and carnage that we have been avoiding. What we should not avoid though is our chat with Trista Crick. Before we go too long, let's get to her. Eleven forty, the bet. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. We are less than 48 hours until free agency madness begins. Plus, we haven't talked to our guests since the NBA draft took place. So let's get to it. On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight and our Odyssey Sports betting insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. And also, be sure to check out Trista's NBA podcast, Heat Check, also available wherever you find your podcast. Greetings and salutations, Trista Crick. So what is it like living in Washington, D.C. these days? Oh, the block is hot, Lindsay. We'll just say that. <laughs> You got you got all kinds of shenanigans from all kinds of different uh, different parts of uh, society, all deciding they want to f stuff up. That's pretty much it. It's chaos here and there. I'm living in Northwest DC, which doesn't doesn't really interact with uh, the political side of things. But I tell you what, like streets get closed down. Uh, I, it is just it's just one thing after another. You always have to check the news right before you drive to work because it might be uh, the state of the union. Might be the state of the union. Yeah, I feel like we're in a snow globe and it just keeps getting shaken up. Or maybe that's a reference to Finding Nemo. But thankfully, you're getting plenty of sleep. Then uh, your weekly call-in show on WFAN up in New York on Saturday nights. Uh, as Adrian mentioned, we haven't talked to you since the NBA draft, and I know that I'm certainly the the beta in the NBA knowledge in this room right now, but what was the mood surrounding the Knicks draft process, and what was your read on the grand vision of their front office? Oh, my God, dude. Like, I think the mood is, is skepticism, um, but there's a, an element of 
okay, so you've got Rick Brunson, who's an assistant for the Knicks. I don't think everybody knows that. Um, and he's been there for a little while. That's Jalen Brunson's father. Leon Rose used to be, who's the cream of the crop head of the snake for the Knicks organization. I don't even know necessarily if anyone has seen him for the last, like, almost two years, but he's going pulling the strings. He is Jalen Brunson's former agent and has known Jalen since he was a baby because Rick Brunson and, and Leon Rose are very close. So the feeling is that, okay, we made some bad decisions. Uh, the Knicks have. They've signed guys who they should not have signed, Evan Fournier for one, Kemba Walker for two, Alec Burks for three. And in order to get cap space to be able to, to implement what you're trying to do in terms of free agency, you have to attach first-round picks to those toxic assets to get rid of said assets. It's almost like you need to hire a garbage man, and they take your garbage away, and you have to pay them in order to do so in the form of future first-round picks that may or may not convey, right? So that's what the plan is. Um, they want to get Jalen Brunson. According to Ian Bagley, who came on the show, that's, that's what they think is going to happen, almost certainly because of the connections that Jalen has to New York. And – they're going to pay him somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 million for four years, maybe even up to 110 Now, remember, Jalen Brunson, I think, could only get four years, $56 million from the Mavs last year. So that's like a double, almost double uh, a payday in terms of what Jalen Brunson has increased his value to be. If, for some way, some reason, that Jalen Brunson decides I'd prefer to play with Luka, I am not sure what the Knicks do. If I was them, I would give three, four first-round picks and, like, Emmanuel quickly for DeJounte Murray. That's what I would do. I think DeJounte Murray would be an excellent Nick. He would be very fun. What ends up happening, time will only tell. And, and I know, obviously, with all this situation with Kyrie, but for all intents and purposes, Jalen Brunson is the best point guard that's going to be available in free agency, but – whether it's sure. the Mavs, whether it's the Knicks or whoever, like, no disrespect to Jalen, who balled his ass off last year, but are we just all comfortable with him getting this money? Oh, it depends on where who's paying it. If, if it's Mark Cuban paying it, then I'm totally fine with that. You know, go into the luxury tax, you got Luca. figure it out, make the pieces work, get another rim protector on top of Christian Wood, you know, maybe you can move Spencer Dinwiddie for someone else. Like, I like Spencer a lot, but maybe you want to figure out uh, a roster that's a little bit more flexible against a team like Golden State, right? So if it's, if it's the Mavs keeping on to their guy, then fine. If it's the Knicks overpaying for a guy who's a, a, a certified bucket and a table setter, 25-plus million, if he's getting $27 million, guys, that would be – you get more than 27, be like 27 and a half uh, in terms of annual value for four years. If it was four years, 110. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. But what about, Adrian, the concept of maybe Colin Sexton come, going to the Knicks? What would you feel about that? Like, what do you think Colin Sexton's value is? The, the thing that kind of, well, I'm hoping for the Cavs. I know that they want to sign him for around 10 to 15 mil, but the thing that kind of came to mind this playoffs is we've always been under the impression these past couple of years with like Rudy Gobert and him being game planned out and strategized against and going up against in the playoffs. Like the polar opposite can happen to Colin where he's small and teams are going to attack him. And I don't know defensively if 
he's going to be able to stay on the court in your most important times of the year. It was kind of like Jordan Poole for the Warriors and some of these question marks where unless he's on fire, Steve Kerr is going to have to take him out because teams are going to attack him. And listen, Colin is very – if he joins Cleveland, that's that's the type of situation that he needs to be. I don't know if he can necessarily lead a team to be successful. And before we go into like free agency and everything, I just want to wrap up the draft real quick um, because – you know, before we started this interview, you were like, yo, everything was crazy. That last 30 minutes when the odds shifted to Paolo Banchero, Vegas was right because the Magic took him number one. But in terms of winners and losers of that night, who do you have? Number one winner has got to be Detroit. Like, I don't even think it's close. Jaden Ivey dropped to them, fell to them at five. They didn't have to move up to get him like they thought they might have to. Sacramento consistently, as per usual, doesn't make the right move either by trading out or taking Jaden Ivey. Um, and, and, like, I would have banged on Sacramento no matter what they would have done. As long as they kept that pick, I think they, they deserve a lot of scrutiny. But for Jaden Ivey, the perfect fit for Detroit to slip to them and follow them at five, right? And then barely having to give up anything to get Jalen Duran at 11. Or eleven, right? And um, and then trading with the Knicks and taking on the cap space of Kemba Walker in order to get a pick back is just is just one of those things where you have to tip your cap to what Troy Weaver is doing. I think even though that Detroit hasn't won anything, at least you could say, okay, there are teams that aren't winning games and our lottery teams that are making good decisions, and then there are teams that are lottery. Teams like the Sacramento Kings that just simply continue to make bad decisions that keep them in the same place. So I like that. I also like what OKC did, um, finding their way to get Usman Zhang, finding their way, obviously, get Chet, who they wanted. That was the top of their board. That's a fun young team. Getting Jalen Williams, both Jalen Williams, is very exciting. Jay Will and Jay Dub, they're calling them. This is going to be a league pass squad, right? You got SGA, you got uh, Josh Giddy, you got Chet, you got Lou Dort. You got uh, Poku. Yeah, there's a lot of fun and a bunch of the the Jalen Williams. I don't think Usman Jang will do much right away, but just a squad that is young, athletic, tall as hell, and and super fun. And then I I think in terms of losers, obviously Sacramento, obviously Mm. the Wizards. Taking the Johnny Davis at number 10 was maybe the stupidest thing I've seen in a long time. I like Johnny Davis. I think Johnny Davis is a good fit for a team like Washington uh, that's rebuilding. But the problem is they're trying to sell Brad Beal that they're not rebuilding. They're trying to sell Brad Beal that they can contend for a championship in the middle of Brad Beal's uh, prime. And Brad Beal is not a young spring chicken. So to me, that signaled if I'm Brad, like this team's never going to win. They suck. They're going to continue to suck. And maybe I should go somewhere else. So to me, that's a huge L unless the Wizards just were hoping that that would send the right signal for Brad to go somewhere else or do a sign-and-trade or whatever. But that was interesting to me. Uh, and then another loser, obviously the Knicks is, are a loser. And in terms of, like, big wild cards, I would say Portland's the biggest wild card for me. Um, I have no idea what to expect from Shaden Sharp. I do know that Damian Lillard chose him. Damian Lillard was pretty much responsible for them taking him at seven instead of moving the pick to try to go out and get another veteran guy. Dame was so impressed with Shaden Sharp's ability to be basically like Ant Edwards in terms of how he wants to play basketball or like a young 
even like I know, like even like a young BI to a degree, he's going to be really, really fun. And I hope that he's everything that we hope that he is, you know. Real quick, as you bring up your Blazers, I just need to to go through your mind as it had a, a long, it had a couple hour run on NBA Twitter <laughs> when you saw the Photoshop of Dame and KD. Walk me through seeing that and how hyped you got. Be honest with me, because I saw a Cavs one. And I knew it wasn't even possible, but I got excited. I become a Blazers fan if Katie went there. Oh, man, guys. I texted Chris Haynes, and I said, let's go and recruit Katie. Like, make Katie to Portland happen. <laughs> Tristan was getting the troops. To me, his response to me, epic. He said, will you take part in the Kevin Durant recruiting process? <laughs> let's and I said, go. <laughs> I said, Listen, there's lots of things inside of Portland that I know about, that I know that basketball players like, that I can I can take him through those ropes and, and we can go to those places, give him an inside look on all the things that Portland has to offer. I know and you're I'm not sure talking he- about the Adidas uh, employee store. Oh, man. <laughs> as long as he goes back to number 35, I'm all in favor of He's this. like, I can get you that employee discount, KD. Come on. You listen, see Portlandia? Listen, I can get you into Under Armour. I can get you into Adidas. What? I can get you into the Nike employee store. You've been holding out on us, Trista Crick. <laughs> I can get you into El, uh, El Diablo, the vegan strip club by the water. What? Oh, there's so, a vegan strip club? If there's club? anywhere in this country. What does that even mean? Even know about that. Is it only quarters are they allowed? What's know. the bit? All of the strippers are vegan. And all of the Aww. food is vegan. Look, that, that is so Oregon. If you want to feel good, if you want to feel good about going to a strip club, oh, that's that's wonderful. That's hilarious. Thing. I used to take my college teammates to strip clubs because they'd never been before. I was just like, let's just make a memory, just to make sure that you've been here before you move on with the rest of your life. Uh, were you also involved with the Arch Manning recruiting process down in Texas? How seismic is that news? Oh my God! What like? Exciting beyond belief doesn't move the needle this year, but you know, there's going to be a 30 for 30. You know, there's going to be cameras around his time there. <laughs> Surprised that he went to that team in Orange instead of Tennessee, but you know, you got to be your own man. It's going to be fun, and uh, I hope Texas gets good. I think that's better for college football altogether. From uh, from basketball to football, now to boxing, Trista. Uh, Trista Russell Westbrook versus Skip Bayless. Kendrick Perkins versus Draymond Green. Just initial thoughts. Kyrie Irving versus Stephen A. Smith. Did you guys see what just broke? What just happened? All right. You're a true professional. Stephen A. Smith versus Kyrie Irving. So um, Stephen A. Smith apparently called Kyrie a peon on first take. Oh, boy. And Kyrie Irving at Stephen A. Smith, you're going to have to explain yourself to your people in your generation. I'm not around many 50-plus-year-olds that I that speak and act like you do. So this is new for me. But I'm sure my father and my uncles can meet you on your level better than I can. We know you, Stephen. Mm, wow. We mean, after to... the early bird special. Let's go. Remember when Stephen A. Smith told KD, you don't want to see me yeah. in a locker room. Now it's a reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he and... was like... He's like, listen here, brother. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith's one of the most entertaining. I think that the problem, really quick side road before we go on to whatever you guys want to talk about. Really quick side road. One must, if you're a basketball player, you have to know what Stephen A. Smith does is showmanship. It's just elite showmanship. 
That's the entire basis of what he wants to do is to get you to be entranced in how he speaks. Part of part of you know television is entertainment, and Stephen A. Smith in terms of sports entertainment is is unmatched. So the fact that players get trolled by Stephen A. and they fall for the bait, like shame on you. You should know better than this. As a wrestling fan, there's a phrase that everything is wrestling, and mm-hmm. that is certainly what first take is. But my thing, my thing with Draymond specifically is, you know, he talks about being new media, but essentially he's going after clickbait and he's going after people, which is old media. And he even said, he yes. told Jake Fisher. We're not talking about the drama, we're not, except it's mine. But he said, he told Jake Fisher in front of the world, what X's and O's am I talking about in my podcast? So if you're not doing that, then what you're doing is what everyone else is doing. So you're not new media. I think you're 100% right. Is It's like we're being gaslit that because players are the ones with the microphone that say controversial things that that somehow makes them new media. But in fact, it makes them old media with a microphone and ownership over their own product. So you not being held accountable for the things that you do and say, that's not new media. That's not media at all. That's ducking, that's ducking accountability, right? Uh, Kyrie Irving tweeting out what he's tweeting out and saying, I'm new media. It's like when, you know, when like fake news like mm. became when the first time we heard the word fake news and then literally it just became ubiquitous where everybody would just say, Oh, that's fake news to the point where it's like, we're not like, did you eat the last cookie or not? Like the cookie's gone. Oh, that's fake news. What's fake news? Is it the cookie's gone or that you ate the cookie? Because like, we can't just use that term to deflect from whatever the central issue is, which is, Kyrie, are you, do you want to be a net or not? Like, are you going to show up for 82 games? Do you want to play for the Lakers? What do you want to do? And he's like, it's new media time. Ask my agent. It's like, that's not new media, my guy. It's not new media. The audacity. The unmitigated gall. Uh, Trista Crick, what's the most useless impulse purchase you've ever made? Oh, my God. The most useless impulse purchase I've ever made. That is such an interesting question. I'm looking around my house to see if there's anything. You seem like an intentional person, but, like, I know I'm an intentional person, but I also spent $400 on a moon pod, which is just a really big beanbag chair. Big, big purchase, big purchase. Or small, whatever. Most useless. Cut this and edit this for my my thoughts. You got it. I don't even know, man. Nothing off of Instagram ad? No, shoes, like, I, if I can get, let me say this, if I can get access to sneaker app and I win a draw, uh, and I always just get the draw, like, whatever is get, getting draws, I'm doing it, because I want to just see if I win. And you have to put in your Apple Pay information before they enter you into the draw. I'll just buy it. I'll just buy the shoes. Flex. And I've tried to, I've tried to sell them. I've got a pair of Union uh, Jordan 4. What They're size? Sitting in my closet. I've been saying I'm going to sell them. They're ugly as hell on my feet. I'm never going to wear them. What, was I planning on buying them? Did I have the money in my bank account to buy them? Yes. Did I did I plan for them? No. Am I ever going to wear them? No. Am I ever going to resell them? Jury's still out. Four thirty on eBay out. right now. How much is it? Four thirty on eBay was six oh two. 
4.30 right now on goats. The black ones or the white ones? This, okay, here we go. Black <laughs> ones right now on StockX, 5.71. So look. Did you check offer up though? <laughs> That's a dangerous game. Offer up. It's a dangerous game. How about, game. what's the other one? The, what's the other one? Uh, buy nothing. That's the one my buy mom's Buy nothing on. or Facebook Marketplace? These- yeah, I just put these Union LA Jordan 4s on Facebook Marketplace. Best offer, size 6. They're going for 666. Whoa! Six? That's a that's a bad sign. That's a car note <laughs> payment. Let's go. That's a gas Yo, tank. 1210. I can get I can get them for 1210 instant. Oh, I could sell these. You I sell those and we can sell I my Pokémon cards next. My Yo, I Did love this. Show you what they look like. They're so ugly. Yeah. No, uh, show me in a minute. My uh my last and question for you. I said they were fire too. <laughs> so you have to sell it. They are fire. Available now. Um, last question before we get you out of here. Uh, we talked a little bit about it um, during the show, and then after the show it came to me. But when it comes to Luca and how he's looking in this international basketball that he's, Do that he's doing. Do so it. the nickname, Luca Daddy? And also, <laughs> are we all in on MVP odds for next year? Because if he comes into the season looking like that, chiseled, MVP vibes. Chuka. Chuka for Luca. Chuka Luca. Ripped Ruka. I don't know, but I know it's MV Puka, MVP Luca. <laughs> MV Puka Shell. I'm all in on Luca plus 500. I said this years and years ago. I've said it every single offseason since Luca came in. The moment Luca decides to get skinny and fit in the offseason is the moment he takes over as the league and for him to see for me to see shoulder definition now guys it's june 28th mm. there's still time for luca to get fat but if i see luca looking skinny and i can see arm definition in uh october it's time plus 500 just take it just enjoy it ride the wave you're probably not going to get any better price than that he's probably just going to rip up the league from start to finish and we know luca's like a scoring maniac on top of that He's going to probably get 10, 11 boards a game. Probably going to get 10, 11 assists per game. We're going to talk about one of those you know, Jokic-type campaigns where Luka has no slow start, and he's just putting up like 29 or 31, 11, and 9. And you're like, well, just give it to, give it to Sluka. <laughs> give it to Luka. Sluka. Sluka. I like that. Luka Daddy's disturbing Luka. to me. There we go. Lil Tree, Trista Crick, thank you so much for your presence and insight. Always a pleasure to chat hoops and other things with you. Be well, my friend. Be well back. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. On that line was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Head to Driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars and driveways nationwide inventory. Also, be sure to listen to BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista Crick's analysis. Just search out BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. And on the other side of the break, well, we back on track with those aces. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All-stars. And also, 
Are we all in on MVP odds for next year? Because if he comes into the season looking like that, chiseled, MVP vibes. Chuka. Chuka for Chuka. Luka. Chuka. Uh, ripped Ruka. I don't know, but I know it's MV Puka. MVP Luka. MV Puka show. I'm all in on Luka. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Perhaps the most versatile name there is in the game at this moment in time. Honestly, it's a lot of t-shirts we can make with that, Lindsey. True. Possibilities are endless for the Cuban dog, you know, trademarks it all for himself. Lindsey, I have a question for you. I need some advice. Okay. Look, so since Sire's not here... um, Something has occurred to me that I can be bolder in situations in public because, you know, my son's there and I never want to take a risk. But sometimes I like to be too involved in situations. Well, before the show, before I got here to the studio, I had my classic lunch at Sam's Club because you can't go wrong with a pizza slice and a drink for $1.75 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But before I went to go grab that food, I went to go use the bathroom because I had to use the potty. I went to go use the potty. Thank you. Had a gentleman, yes, successfully all in the bowl. Anyway, there's a guy in the stall next to me um, who was also using the stall. Um, And he finished using the potty about three or four seconds before me. Um, So in that transition of those few moments when I'm finished, I'm getting ready, you know, obviously turning around to wash my hands. And I noticed that this guy just walked out. And I was disgusted. So I wash my hands and then I go outside and I can see him. He's walking out of the premises and in my head, I'm like, this dude, do you know what we've been through as a country these past two and a half, three years? I need to tell this. How do I handle this situation? Should I be like, dude, wash your hands in front of everybody? And basically my advice or my question, should I have said something, even if it was just talking to him specifically? You're right. I don't want to get close to him because he's obviously well, a dirty yeah. person. Yeah, and it's just, you know, I, I'm not in the huge uh, camp of just confronting people for their own shortcomings right now because you literally don't know what people are capable of. Yeah, and that's... Like if this guy's capable of taking a deuce in a Sam's Club bathroom and then not washing his hands, I feel like that's not his highest point of... of Aggression, and if and if Sam's that's Cup, a microaggression, if, if anything, it really is a microaggression. And mm-hmm. Sam's Cup, if you're going to have everyone show their membership walking in, like seriously, those should be one of the qualifications. Are you going to use and wash your hands after using the bathroom? And I, I there was just it was an inner conflict that normally Sire's been with me since birth, so I'm not going to say anything because people are crazy. I've seen enough road rage incidents right. gone bad. Oh yeah, but I was this like, town. and I was like, hold on, yeah, and I was like, hold on. By the way, the train downtown Las Vegas was on fire earlier today. I saw it's so, that. Uh, yeah, everyone stay hydrated. Trains are not having a good track record this week. Uh-huh. That's a bad joke to make. But I, I see what you Did you see what happened in Missouri? No, what happened? A truck tried to cross the tracks, and it literally flipped over an Amtrak train. Are we, what type of truck? Are we, are we talking about like a cargo truck or just like a regular Ford I F-150? I don't know. All I know is that it's just common sense. They teach you to not try to beat the train. Just like <laughs> right? wait. Just wait. And it literally flipped over the train on the tracks in Missouri. Good Lord. Thoughts and prayers with everybody involved with that. We'll get into some Aces stuff to Americas and so much more on the other side of the break. 1140. Love that.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.